What do you do when the bonus episodes of your podcast get so popular they need their own channel? You create one. Welcome to the Teacher's Lounge. Balderdash Academy Teacher's Lounge is now its own podcast. You can find us on your favorite podcast service. Just type in Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge. We'll see you there. In light of recent events nationwide, I want to talk about the importance of wearing protection. We all know the excuses. I can't keep it up with one on. It doesn't fit. I'm too big. I'm clean with no infections. It's just uncomfortable. We've heard all of these excuses before. It's time to drop the excuses and practice safe mask wearing. Masks come in all sizes and colors and are proven to keep you and your friends safe. Wear a mask. In related news, the Pumpkin Jack official pumpkin carving contest has been canceled and moved online. Visit www.balderdashacademy.com forward slash pumpkin jackoff for details. But pumpkin but Butler, we might need to change this URL. Oh hell, we're on a roll. I like this. This is fun. Let's do one more. One more. <laughs> video. That's my favorite. Balderdash. Good for recipes. Holy moly! Balderdash. I want to thank you all for volunteering to be a part of the theater committee. Mm. As we mm-hmm. pick our new play for winter. Directed by our very own computer technology professor, Randy Hunt, and current Balderdash Academy drama coach. And uh, I, I, have a, I have a bunch of suggestions. I haven't okay. read any of them, but I know that you're all well-versed in mm-hmm. in in theater. So our uh, our first suggestion actually came uh from one visiting professor Hal Cohen was here. And Hal suggested that we uh put on Kevin King of the Koalas. Oh. Now I've I've never seen this show. Um but Steve, I understand that you you directed it at another school. Could you tell us about the show? Oh wow, uh, that's that's bringing up some old memories, Bob, of my time in another school. I don't like to talk about this, but uh, I will since you've asked. Um, yeah, we did a 
a full production of Kevin of the Koalas. Um, and I think really you just jump into the first scene um, and it kind of really shows you what the whole story is going to be about. The, the first scene is so impactful. Um, mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's get two of you to, to do the, um, the, the two characters. Um, they're grave robbers. Uh, obviously, the, the, the show opens with uh, two grave robbers. Um, Molly, do you mind? Uh, and Randy, do you guys want to play two grave robbers? Sure. Absolutely. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, so here's your scripts. Um, the setting is broad daylight in a cemetery. Uh, you're equipped with shovels and scene. Yo, Dick. What's up, Sammy? You passed me the shovel. <laughs> Yo, yeah, here's your shovel. I got a shovel, too. Right. I guess suppose we just uh, start digging anywhere? You know, or? I think we should start digging. Um, although... Koalas are so small that I think that if we each dig our own, it'll really take off. Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Thanks. Uh, if I start over here, and you start over there, way over there, and we work our way together, we'll meet in the middle. I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, <laughs> does anyone want some uh, eucalyptus leaves? Yes. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Here's a couple. Um, I turned this into like a sort of a Chewing tobacco, you just like tuck it in your lip. Mm. There you go. Oh yeah, you just kind of let it salivate there for a minute. Mm. Hi, I'm Kevin, by the way. Hey, Kevin. Very nice to meet you too. Kevin, yeah. delicious. Here's a shovel. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, so, what are you guys up to in broad daylight in this cemetery? Uh, you know, we're just uh, digging around, looking for yeah. but build building sandcastles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bi- oh, my favorite. Sandcastles. I love. Love sand castles. Can we build a little moat? I would love you to join us in building a moat. Yeah. Will will, will the two of you be my new parents? Yes. My parents were killed quite recently on my way here. (gasps) Oh, my dear. Oh, my goodness. Your parents were killed? (sighs) Yes. Yeah, just minutes ago. Oh, you poor thing. You don't seem very upset about it. (laughs) I know. In retrospect, I should be more upset. (laughs) (laughs) It's just shock. I'm sure it's shock. Wait, wait a minute. What's on your paws? And there you go, Bob. Yeah, that's the that's the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little concerned. Uh, not about the fact that that Kevin isn't upset. I mean, I understand. Yeah, he's in shock. Yeah, little prince just became king. Mm. That that I get. I'm worried that even though we have older students that some of the parents are going to have an issue with the chewing tobacco. No. Oh, right. oh, oh. But, but it, I, yeah. I really love it so That's far. True. So let's okay. table this. Yeah. This is a strong maybe. The next suggestion that we had um, was one that was suggested by Nick F. I don't know if you know Nick. Uh, he, he came by my office oh, yeah. and he said, Headmaster, have you thought of Little Shop of Errors? Oh, Mm-hmm. Little Shop of Errors. And I said, I, I, I haven't. I've heard of it. Uh, Carla Rose was just talking to me about it a couple days ago. So, Carla yeah. Rose, could you, could you tell us what is that play about? It's actually a farce. I actually, I saw it on, well, way off Broadway. I got really good price for tickets. I, I couldn't get into Hamilton, so I had to settle for this. I think it had, but it had a really good cast. It had um, John Malkovich and Chris Rock. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, it was really well cast. I mean, honestly, it's not the really the best written play. It's pretty simplistic. You really have to put a lot of comedy into it. It's basically a, a, a it's a little storefront. And um, there's a guy there that works there. He He's done nothing but been a storekeeper all his life. Like he was an infant storekeeper. Like it's what he does. But he just, when people ask him for something, he like hilariously hears it completely wrong. And then he gives them something completely different. But it, it's something that they kind of like wanted anyway. Um so mm-hmm. it's like error. It's an it's an error, but and he gives them something totally weird, and then they take it home, and um, you know, it, it ends up weaving through their lives and just having so much meaning. But that's amazing. Now, yeah, I kind of I fell asleep at the end. I'm sorry. It kind of gets a little fuzzy. Oh, oh so wow. let's let's yeah. table that because if he it. Yeah. If it wouldn't hold your attention straight through, no. what's it going to do to the parents? Right. I actually fell asleep just listening to the synopsis. So uh, Thank you. <clears throat> yes. No, I appreciate that because I didn't get any sleep last night, so that was really helpful. Oh, you're, you're welcome. We should, we should remember that when we're doing the sleep study semester. Uh, one <laughs> yes. thing that uh, Michael K., I'm not sure if you remember Michael. Um, Michael, who has family in Nantucket. Mm-hmm is a big fan of a folk piece that he's seen. Wait, I know a limerick about him. Well, funny you should say that. The <laughs> the um the name of the show that he suggested is There Once Was a Man. Oh. There once was a man. And I I I remembered Randy Randy uh had seen this show a couple of years ago. I remember talking to him about it. Uh Randy, could you tell us what is the plot of this play? Yeah, uh, there once was a man. Uh, of course, we all know the, the the limerick, which I'm not going to get into the details of because uh, we are in school, and I don't want to hear any of the you know the kids overhearing anything. But um, mm-hmm. is there chewing tobacco in the limerick? There isn't. Uh, oh, but okay. uh, should be fine then. That's okay. Yeah. You know. Um, no, what it's about is actually uh, the people of Nantucket, and in particular, this one man from Nantucket. This is a, it's based on a real story. Oh, wow. And uh, he is just, you know, like I'm a tall person. Hmm. And people always say, oh, hey, it's nice to meet you. Oh, you're really tall. I'm like, no kidding. I'm tall. I didn't know that. So you know, when this guy from Nantucket, I think his name was Jeff. I, it was a long time ago when I saw it. Uh, and uh, Jeff is just tired of people quoting the Nantucket limerick all the time. So this, this, this is about Jeff and, and how he, he goes from uh, just a simple man to somebody that just, he just goes crazy. Mm. Wow. Wow. That sounds like it has drama. It sounds like it's engaging. It, do, it does have a happy ending though. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. But I don't want to give it away. Well, let's not give it away, but I, I understand that it's been a while since you've seen it. Luckily, I have sample copies here, so let me let me hand out some sample copies. Let's do the second scene where he finally has the courage to confront the people who are telling him the obvious. All right, I'll take uh, I'll take the part of uh, Fred. Hey, uh, Jeff, you know uh, <laughs> how's the weather up there? 
Um, is are you, are you bringing this up because um, look, I I think I know what you're doing. Um, yes, I know I am above average height of a man. Uh, <laughs> above average. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know most of the most of the jokes you could you could possibly make. But here's the thing: I, I'm just I'm just a normal guy, just like you. We, no, even though I'm t- I'm twice as tall as you, doesn't mean I don't have feelings. It doesn't mean I I don't, you know, just like normal guy things, just like you. I like having a beer in the back of a pickup truck. From a back of a pickup truck, you mean? <laughs> Look, I, I hoped it didn't have to come to this, but I will have to reveal to you my true self. <laughs> All right, I'm listening. <clears throat> Sorry, it's it's not something I'm going to physically say. It's going to say do. It's going to be something I do. Watch me as I unbutton my shirt only to reveal an even taller man. <laughs> How did you compress yourself down? It's a skill I've developed over many years. You ever heard of two children stacked in one trench coat to sneak into an R-rated film? I have. <laughs> I am one man stacked into one trench coat pretending not to be. An extremely large man. <laughs> that seems incredibly economic. <laughs> Thank you. Now, please stop making fun of my disproportioned body. Uh, you know what they say. There once was a man from... Whoa, yeah, let's let's not finish that line. Let, let's move on to another show. Let's move on. That was an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. Interesting twist. Yeah. 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 So... So we have a couple more. This one, I thought was um, was was really interesting, and a deep cut. Um, it's based on a presumed sequel from a book that came out decades ago. Uh, Richard B. actually suggested this one, and what he suggested was the Cave of the Clan Bears. Oh, that sounds familiar. Cave of the Clan Bears. Now. Uh, I have never read, I read the original clan of the cave bear, but I've, I've never written yeah. this fanfic. So Molly, right. I understand that you, however, have seen this show. Could you tell us what it's about? Bob, not only have I seen this show, I have performed in this show. It was, wow. it was my college wow. thesis performance. Uh, so I am very, very excited about that. This was was suggested by one of our lovely students, uh, Richard B. Okay, so what this film, The Cave of the Clam Bears, is about is, okay, picture this. I'm picturing. You're in a cave. It's dark. It's damp. You don't know what's in there. You're looking around. But all of a sudden, the faint sound of bagpipes come from deep inside the cave that's not right that's how that's how it opens right okay so setting the scene very moody dramatic show as it goes on turns out the clan bears were the scottish care bears but they were ostracized by the care bears because they didn't want to care bear shine or share or care bear share and so the clan bears and the care bears had a riff and it's the story of that riff and how the clan bears went on to have their own Scottish clan be- care bears. That's amazing. Mm. It's deep. That's... It's dark. Wow. It has some dark humor in it, which is really why I like it. So 
you said that there was a scene in which the clan bears and the care bears meet. Yes, uh, it's a it's a very uh, dark humor scene. It's very Martin McDonough. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yes. Um, so I do. I actually hold on a second. I have this in my filing cabinet. Wow, yes. that's that's fantastic. Yeah, I, know, I carry it around with me all the time. Okay, so here are a couple copies. Um, oh, uh, Professor Green, Professor uh, Stuart Harmon, mm-hmm. and um, P- Professor LeBlanc. I'm going to have uh, you three do the initial part of this this scene. Now, remember, uh, this is there's a lot of tension here, so really get your feelings in it. Go for it. Oh no! Pardon me, I'm fixing my bagpipes. Oh uh- no! Oh no! It it's sounds the like clan it's the, bears. the clan bears are coming. I thought we got rid of them ages ago. Oh, Jimmy, give me the bonsai! I'm a great no. Ah, it's the bagpipe general. Uh, he is a burly man with a big red beard. Hey. So I hear you're the Care Bears, you know, like, very good. Everybody know why they made you get the wee belly. Uh, yeah, you can rub my belly and then rainbows come up here, but I'm a little afraid of you, sir. I don't think that you can, I don't think that you're a Care Bear. Oh, you rub my belly, you say something other than a Care Bear. It'll shine the other go, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of them little... Oh, 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 please put your belly away. Please, please put your belly away. Rainbow bear. I look like one of them little toys from my childhood you push down in the head and the little wee pupper comes out, the little kilt there, you know what they say, ah. I don't really understand you, mister. Throw some throw some Skittles at him, Rainbow bear. Okay. All the M&Ms. Oh, my gosh. This is not the time to run out of Skittles. How oh. can we taste your rainbow if you don't have them? <laughs> You're like a wee little bunny shooting your turds at me, but you're all colourful in here. You say fruit flavour for <laughs> some weird you. reason. I go, no. Thank you so much. That's one of the nicest things anybody's ever said. I don't even know <laughs> what he said. I think he told me <laughs> that I was colourful and beautiful and um, then I spread kindness and joy everywhere I go, which is unlike, unlike him. He is very dismal and dark and and a little bit funny looking. And also he kind of looks snuggly. End scene. <laughs> End scene. This is great. Okay, so that's where the tension builds. What I really okay. want to bring your attention to is when the leader of the clan bears sings his sad song. <laughs> okay. It's the deepest part. So, oh, it's a musical? Uh, oh. Yes. Yeah. It's All right. Great. Did I not mention it was a musical? I am so sorry. I'm oh, so sorry. Not, if you did, I missed any musical nice. children here at the school. But I'm sorry. I was just that. really into oh, the drama the part. Perfect. But- yeah, pit for you. Right. Yeah, Bob and the Carla Rose. If you could, you could take this. Of course, Bob is your character from earlier. Um, okay. You know, singing your your sad song, and and Carla Rose, uh, your character is a support character here. Here I go, and I know I from her arse 
damn little chocolate skittle <laughs> and draw my long home Okay, Blue Bear, here's our moment. While they are singing and they are distracted by their clan song, now's our moment to spear them with our unicorn rainbow magic. Unicorn rainbow magic attack. <laughs> unicorn rainbow magic, go! End scene. Guys, wow. wow, that was that was wow. a hit. You guys wow. really captured that. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but my heart is just pounding. I don't know about you, but I think we have a winner. Yes, it's great. <laughs> so oh. what we'll do is we're gonna we're gonna break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna read through the script. All right, thank Excellent. you all so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm so I'm so excited. Hopefully I could play Sinead O'Conver. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't pick anyone else. That's great. Thank you. Good afternoon, Dashers. Could the faculty please report to the teacher's lounge for the faculty meeting on Halloween safety? This meeting will begin with the letter Y. You all seem so festive. Let's start the meeting. Zebras, these stripes, they're made of Velcro, and I can just remove them from, from shoulder... Sorry, it's not about my costume. This isn't about my costume. But look at the zebra, you guys! Look at the tail! It's amazing! Always, Marie, always. It's always about what you're wearing. I mean, yes, it's Halloween, but come on. Other people have stuff to do, so let's get this meeting over with. Bullshit, Marie. Seriously. <laughs> Constantly stealing the limelight. This is about the children. We've talked about this. This is about the children. I know you love Halloween. We love your enthusiasm. That's why we love you here at Balderdash, but girlfriend... It's about the kids, okay? You look great. You look lovely. Let's talk safety now. Can we focus, Hebester? Children love zebras. I will be the first to say that. Um, I've done many polls where I hold up two images, one of a zebra and, and one of uh, Greg Kinnear, and the children always pick the zebra. Deciding between zebras and Greg Kinnear really isn't an option here. We're here to talk about kids' Halloween safety. Come on. Everybody, everybody, focus. Focus. Professor Hunt is right. We are here for Halloween safety. Marie, what is your first idea? Focused. I am focused, Headmaster. You told me to focus, so I will stop playing with my perfect yarn tail. Greg Kinnear's a great route to go, though. Uh, I think we should all <laughs> dress up as Greg Kinnear uh, for Halloween this year. Make it like a, a team thing, team building for the kids. They'd love that. Halloween is a very special time for our students, and it's a highlight of the October, the month of October. There isn't much going on at the end of October. So this year and the changes we're going to make to implement more safety protocols, I think is really important. So I am glad to be here for one. In case anyone uh, does not have their Greg Kinnear costume prepared yet, um, I've got a mm. closet full of Greg Kinnear masks. So just uh, give me a quick call anytime. Jeepers creepers, people. Can we just focus on the candy and the kids? <laughs> Kindly 
tell me how we can work Greg Kinnear into Halloween safety. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not really sure who uh, uh, Greg Kinnear is. No. 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 JK. L. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I went the other way. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> <Went the other. laughs> um let me know please uh who Greg Kinnear is because I'm sorry, I think I, I think I missed that that um that memo, that faculty memo. Oh, most people know who Greg Kinnear is because he's uh starred in many things. He was the host of Talk Soup for a while. He he's done uh Proof of Genius, which is an amazing movie about how um he invented the, the character invented the windshield wiper. Uh and also uh he was half of uh I'm stuck with you with Matt Damon. Like they played conjoined people. Um never mind about Greg Kinnear and his IMDB a database. Okay. Can we please? I, am I the only one here wanting to reel this in to talk about safety protocols? I mean, I don't, I'm with you, Marie. No idea who he is. Lovely. I'm glad that coach has a closet full of masks. Mildly disturbing, <laughs> but I'm going to let it go. Um, can we please, please focus? I mean, I I have I have a motto uh, submission contest to get to here. Oh, uh, Nate, one of the movies you forgot is the one where Ricky Gervais is a ghost and kind of haunts Greg Kinnear. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I think it's called Ghost Town. Um, But definitely, I recommend watching that. Please. Can we talk about passing out candy right now? Mm -hmm. I don't think we should do it. I don't think Greg Kinnear even needs to be talked about here. It's safety. Mm -hmm. Gosh darn Mm -hmm. it, Jeepers Creepers. Mm Mm-hmm. Quickly examine and explain how we can safely do the candy. Really sorry, guys. I feel like I completely derailed this whole entire meeting with my beautiful zebra costume. I do take the safety (laughs) of our students very seriously. And you're right, Professor McGill. Let's let's just let's get these protocols figured out here. (laughs) Sausages. We shouldn't do candy this year. We need to do sausages. It's way too... um, uh, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work with candy in 2020. Sausages equals 2020 Halloween treat. Turducken. I like where you're going with the sausages. Think mm. turducken. Mm-hmm. Why Why not make it a, a, a meat full Halloween? Halloween full of meat. A lot of meaty. Meaty Halloween. <laughs> I like where you're going. This is brainstorming. I like this. Thoughts, coach? Unless anyone objects, I think... It should be a turducken pop, which is uh, it basically the final stuffing ingredient is pop rocks, um, which are a very uh, in demand item in the school right now. So I'm just throwing it out there. Does anyone object to pop rocks being the final ingredient in the turducken? Vegetarians and vegans are going to have a big problem with all this meat talk. That's all I got to say. Who's up for... Alternate protein meat a ween. Xylophone! I can turn my costume into a xylophone 
you guys, if I just like rearrange my stripes, I could just get two little, two little, two little sticky sticks, and then I'm a xylophone. I'm a, I'm a zebra or a xylophone. You guys, this is an irrelevation. You always go to xylophone when you have an X. <laughs> sticky sticks. <laughs> there we go. That's done. We're done, right? All right. So guys, teachers, I'm so glad I have you here. I want to try something with you because I'm having trouble getting my students to be interested in music. So I have to kind of go from like Mozart and Beethoven and just have them see the music in their everyday life and that anything can be turned into a song. So, um, so I came up with something called Sounds Like a Song, which is also kind of the story of my life. Everything reminds me of a song, as you guys, you know, I always treat you guys to songs all day, every day. I know. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. So yeah. anyway, yeah, so, sure here's what, uh, so here's what I'm here's what I'm going to do here is I'll have like two of you guys um, start a scene. This is what I would do with my students. And uh, we'll, we'll have, you'll give you, you know, your relationship and a location and then have you start the scene and then I'll stop you and repeat the last phrase and say, Hey, that sounds like a song. And then the person, the, you guys um, make a song out of that involving that phrase and that situation. I love it. Let's go. Yeah. Life is a song, guys. That's fantastic. <laughs> this is going to be fun. How about um, Professor Hunt? Yes. And Professor McGill. Giddy up. All right. Okay, great. All right. Let's give them a relationship, guys. What do you think? They are former coworkers. Former And they worked co-workers. at like an ice cream shop in they worked Delaware. They De Loire. I like it. Okay. You guys are former co-workers and you used to work at an ice cream shop in Delaware. Well, hey, Jeff. Sharon? O-M-G. Jeff? It, it's been a really, really long time since I saw you last. <laughs> I, I almost didn't did... recognize you. Oh, th- thanks. I got my hair did. <laughs> my nails done. Thank you. I bought it. <laughs> um, so I I can't believe that um, I didn't see you <laughs> after in the morning. <clears throat> uh, you just kind of left. I thought we were going to get mimosas. And um, then you never showed up for your shift. And <laughs> this is not awkward at all. That sounds like a song. Just have to say, Jeff. This is not awkward at all. I've been here before and I'll do it again. <laughs> Jeff, this isn't awkward at all. I've done the walk of shame and I'll do it again. What do you got to say? What do you got to say? What do you got to say for yourself? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't awkward, awkward at all. Now that you're saying one syllable, I'm gonna take you down this road and I'll scoop that ice cream like never before. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow, you've uh, 
you've had some voice lessons since we worked at the ice cream shop. I've also had anger management class, so I learned to belt it out instead of belt you in the face. <laughs> oh, well, I am I am thankful for that, especially after the restraining order. <laughs> uh, right. I'm just going to go. I'm going to take a right here. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to take a right because I sh- probably shouldn't be within. I I didn't even read it. What is it? 50 feet, 100 feet, 50 feet, 50, 550 feet, 50, 500, 5,000, 500. I will walk 5,000 miles. I, I, I will think, walk 5,000 miles. I, I don't know. What, what is it? I think, I, I think, I think, I think it's run out. I think we, we've both grown since that event. Oh, you've grown. <laughs> oh, you have grown. I've grown. I've grown up. <laughs> you still are funny, you little son of a gun. I've grown wiser. Hey, that sounds like a song. They all wanted me to grow up. Grow up. <laughs> I didn't want to grow up. Grow up. But I did. I did. And I can't sing. But it doesn't really matter. Because now this is my thing. (laughs) I've grown wiser, 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 wiser. And I drink, but wiser, but wiser, wiser, wiser. (laughs) I I just made that up. You inspired me. Jeff, I'm so glad that I can inspire you after all these years because um, I'm just perspiring. <laughs> Having seen you again. <clears throat> it's a little warm here. It, the sun's beating down here. Uh, <clears throat> do you want to go get those mimosas that we never got? That sounds like a song. How about a finale? Do you want to get mimosas, a duet? <laughs> Do you want to get mimosas with me? Do you want to get mimosas with me? (laughs) Do I want to get mimosas with you? Of course I do. Anything with you. The sky (laughs) is blue and I'm here with you. Oh, mimosas will be had by all, and my heart will be grown for all, and you and me will be together for <laughs> forever together. Scene. Scene. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Wow. Beautiful. Needless to say, I think Tina Turner. In wherever she is in France right now, she would be so proud of you, Molly. That was the best Tina Turner so I've good. ever seen. Yeah. That was so good. And Randy, you were a good a good Randy. You <laughs> don't have to lie. <laughs> that was great. That's I mean, my hero. Like, I, I think I'm definitely bringing this to the classroom because I really think that this is going to really musicify kids' yes. lives. And uh, this is great. Thank you guys so much for participating. You are so welcome. Thank you for really bringing Thanks. that out of me. Music and Live. 
Greetings, students. This is your English language arts teacher coming in over the intercom to remind you that we'll be taking submissions for the new school motto contest today between fourth and fifth period. If you have a great idea that's going to boost school morale and put Balderdash Academy on the map, we want to hear from you. Come see me between classes in Building Seven, past the green. Past the botanical gardens, through Hall Twenty Seven's chamber to Room Seven, and submit your great idea. Don't forget to bring your public speaking skills. We've been working on. See you then. Come on in. Who's first? Who do we have first? Oh, oh, hi, hi, Miss Miss McGill. Hi, I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um, you might remember me from from earlier today in in second period. Absolutely, yeah. Patrice. I am so glad that you came down to pitch me your, your motto. So uh, why don't you hand it over, and I'm going to take a look here. Okay, I'm really proud of it. Okay, so here, here you go. Okay. The beauty of the sunset was obscured by the industrial cranes. <laughs> yeah. You want to you tell me a little bit about your motivation behind that? I do. And, you know, I feel like it's a motto for life as well as for Balderdash Academy you know, it all starts out beautiful and picturesque and, and like you just, you're so inspired, you just want to paint it. Mm. And then all of a sudden things just sort of crop up and, 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 and destroy your hope and, and your dreams. And, and, but then you have to just overcome it. So, yes, the beauty of a sunset May I see my obscured. paper again, please? <laughs> yes, the beauty of the sunset obscured by the industrial cranes. Yes. Um, the key to this motto is obscured. You know, it's always still there. The beauty is always there. You just have to, to look past some of the trials and tribulations of life and you will find the beauty there. And that's what I think Balderdash Academy is. It helps us find the beauty in our lives, Miss McGill. Wow. 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 So, so... In relation to Balderdash Academy, why do you think that this would be an effective motto for us to really get out there and grab some attention? Well, well, Miss McGill, as as I stated in my motto, um, the beauty of a sunset being obs was obscured by the industrial cranes. The world is full of industry, and mm. and and Balderdash is preparing us for that. In the in the in industry of the world, and it's not all beautiful, like we all want it to be. It is obscured by the industrial cranes, and we have to just, you know, climb those cranes and take on the world and be ready for it. Wow. Wow. Patrice, that is incredibly deep, and I want to thank you so much for your submission. The board will review this, and we will get back to you. Thank you so much. Okay. Can thanks. you send in... Send I would love to send student? in the next person. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I just really want you to know that like this motto that they're about to bring in is not as good as mine. Okay. So just like he smell he's smelly. All right. He's a smelly dude. And like I just um I don't want you to I, I my motto smells great. Uh, I will remember uh, the old factory senses. Thanks, Patrice. Thank you. Uh, uh, buenos dias. Uh, Miss McGill. Carl. Hi. So good to see you, Carl. It's nice to be seen. <laughs> it's nice to see you too. Mm, mm, yeah. Um, uh huh. 
I've already brought you to tears. That's great. So uh, you have a motto you would like to submit? Yes. I do. Okay, great. So if I could just have it. Thank you. Okay. Oh, sir, here it is. Okay. Wow. The golden retriever loved the fireworks each 4th of July. Yes. Wow. He did. I, I thought that was especially um, poignant for Balderdeath Academy uh, because golden retrievers are very popular with the uh, typical family around Absolutely. the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And fireworks, although they could be deadly if handled incorrect, incorrectly, um, if it can be also very beautiful. And uh, the golden retrievers are also very beautiful. And if you put a golden retriever in a firework, it's it's like a, a magical uh, burst of uh, beauty, kind of like oh my goodness. Academy. Oh my goodness! Okay, right, a here. golden retriever firework in itself. That is, well, Carl, uh, it's creative. Yes. It's creative. So um, how do you see this being used, uh, say, in a sporting event? Well, if I had to see it being used, I guess it would need to be on a banner because I only can see things with my eyes. Um, But it could also be chanted by uh, people with voices uh, in the in the at the sporting event. Um, Like when when they get a basket in the ball game. You yeah. know, people could be like, oh, no trailer fireworks. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got a ring to it. I don't know if it's yeah. really it's, a chant worthy well, ring, but the golden retriever loved the firework. Okay. Oh. Well, I I see that you have really, really thought this through, Carl. Yes. My mom loves it. As she should. As she should. Carl, thank you so much for your submission. You're welcome. That there it also comes in a ska version as well. My dad taught <laughs> oh, me I'd that. love to hear it. I do I um Okay. I'm my dad's <laughs> my dad's really he's really big into ska, but he listened to it on his headphones, so I don't get much um uh interference with it. Um so <laughs> Uh, the golden red drivers love the fireworks. He's for the That's great. That is that. You know that's got a pep to it. I could see that. You know we we might have to take that to the band director and uh, and see what what comes up. Maybe even uh, Miss Dubois and see Miss Dubois. What? Yeah. <laughs> see what can come out of it. That sounds great. I got okay. good to mom. But- All right. Thanks, Carl. Can you send in the next student, please? Yes. Hey, Professor McGill. Oh, hey, Evan. What's going hey. on? I'm here. Uh, you sure are, <laughs> but I'm glad to see that you came down to submit. You know, you're a very creative student, and you've been doing excellent in creative writing, so I'm excited to see what you have. Here it is. Oh, um... The swirled lollipop had issues with the pop rock candy. Exactly. I can't think of anything else that doesn't 
explicitly just exude Balderdash Academy. That's the school in a nutshell. The swirled lollipops of academics get picked on by the careless pop rocks of sports and humanity. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a hierarchy there. Well, of course there is. And really, if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. Some of us are slightly moist. Those of us who are moist are like the swirled lollipops of the school. And when moisture comes into contact with pop rocks, they explode. Just like when we come into contact with the sports personnel under the teams in the school. The next thing you know, sure, sure. The novelty may be fun. You may have a little bit of happiness in your mouth, but the next thing you know, Mikey's dead from eating a bag of Pop Rocks. Evan, Evan, I, I feel like I feel like this might be personal to you. I, is there something that you want to talk about or talk through? I, I enjoy lollipops. Okay. <laughs> is all I'm saying. Look, what I, I was thinking... We we could have tie-ins with the school store. For okay. example, we we could sell swirled lollipops in the school store, and in a bout of solidarity, we could ban pop rocks from attending any school functions. Oh, well, I love the merchandising idea. I'm not so sure about the exclusion, but you know, all great ideas have quirks to work through. Thank you. Um, so I uh, just one question. How do you see this working on, say, stationary? On stationary, you have the school crest. And then right in the middle of the crest is a swirled lollipop. Mm. You can have the swirled lollipop be purple and gold. And mm -hmm. uh, Pop Rocks will not appear anywhere on the stationary in case maybe you have sweaty palms. And maybe you handle the stationary too much. Next thing you know, the stationary is blowing up in your face for no reason at all, just because you're slightly moist. I mean, give it a break. Some of us don't have good genes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, I, I can tell that there is a lot of emotion behind this submission. Um, and and I, can I can feel that passion um, and also a lot of um, uncomfortable <clears throat> uh, situations um thank you so much and i will definitely take this to the board and we will discuss why don't thank you send you in the next Professor student Miguel. i'll You're i'll welcome. send in the next next student <clears throat> hey mrs mcgill <laughs> how are we doing <laughs> oh hey tommy how are you hey i'm okay uh you know uh i figured i'd stop in just kind of get a uh, feel on how my motto is is doing with the board you know Tommy, see if there's anything I'm... i could do to kind of bump it to the top of the line kind of thing sure um i am really happy that you came um oh, i know that you were kind of on the you. on the fence about it um you haven't actually submitted uh your motto yet so so why don't we make that official right now oh oh no what did i submit yeah, I'm not sure. Um, we oh, can because in one hand looking. I had the motto, and in the other hand, I had a uh, a package of pop rocks. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is there um, any chance I just submitted a package of pop rocks? 
you know that what? would be super embarrassing if I did that again. It probably would be. Tommy, go ahead and uh, let's formally submit it. Can I have your paper? Okay. Sure. Here you go. Okay. Let's see what you have. There were whiteout conditions in the town. Subsequently, the roads were impassable. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. That's what I submitted. Wow. <laughs> so wow. if you have any questions, I mean, it's pretty straightforward, but, you know, I'm happy to You know, Tommy, I have a few. I have a few questions. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell me how this encapsulates our school oh, and our yeah. school goals and values? <sighs> um, so really, at the end of the day, we're all just hoping for a snow day. Um, so I, <laughs> I figured this kind of... <laughs> This kind of presents itself like, hey, maybe we'll have a snow day today because the roads are impassable. Therefore, we can't get to Balderdash Academy other than the, the children that sleep in the dormitories. But, uh, right. you know, they deserve a day off, too. Um, so I thought, you know, what thing do people at Balderdash Academy love more than a snow day? Literally nothing except maybe Pop Rocks. Mm. And so I said, let me just steal the the news bulletin from last year when we had a bad snow day. And that will be the school motto. Uh, are are you saying that <laughs> that you plagiarized, Tommy? Well, it's not plagiarism if it's beautiful. <laughs> I don't, you know, Tommy. I don't know how that would really hold up in court. But right now, let's let's just use it as as a talking point. We're gonna put a we're gonna put a pin in that. Okay, we're gonna yeah, come around yep. to that back. Okay. So when you're talking about whiteout conditions, sure, yeah. What what comes to mind? <laughs> what what part of Balderdash educational services and facilities does that represent? Uh, the whiteout conditions are obviously the uh, the kitchen um, because <laughs> it is full of flour. They're constantly make baking delicious breads and confectionery creations in there, and the air is just constantly full of powder and uh, and sugar and flour. Um, and look if. If you've never been down to the kitchen, uh, right about like 1045, that place is powdery and white. Uh, I definitely recommend you take a quick, what we do, we call this the kitchen dash. And what you do is you start at one end of the kitchen (laughs) at uh, 1043 and you have to basically make it to the other end out the other door by 1045 without being caught. Wow. Um, And really, by the end, you're just covered, covered in sugar and and flour. And um, Well, doesn't that sound like a fun time? And then you just mix in a couple of Pop Rocks and you got yourself a fun afternoon, let me tell you. Wow, my goodness. One last question, Tommy. Sure, One last anything, question. Anything for you, Mrs. McGill. With, thank you. I appreciate that. When you say the roads were impassable. Sure, yep. What obstacle are you speaking about? It's so metaphoric. Yeah, I mean, it's also literal uh, because I took this from the news bulletin. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. But it is also metaphorical. And of course, the roads being impassable is uh, alludes to um, uh, your class, uh, unfortunately, uh, which I had trouble passing. As you've noticed, um, this is my fifth year trying to pass your class. You're um, like the little engine that could. Thank you so much. Uh, so here's to your number five. And uh, hopefully we get this one. <laughs> okay, great. Well, enjoy. It's oh, 1042, so oh, you better get oh, down yes, to I the gotta kitchen. Go. Sorry, bye. Yeah, okay, send in the send in the next person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Amy's McGill. 
Oh, hello, Elliot. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much. And I am so happy that you are joining us today. I am looking forward to to your submission. I know that we've talked a few ideas through, so I'm really excited to see what you got. Did you feel like it came together? I feel, you know, after I, um, after I thought about all the, the 14 that I came up with that, uh, I think I have picked the best one. Wow. Okay. Go ahead and hand it over. I am very excited to read this. Okay. After exploring the abandoned building, he started to believe in ghosts. Oh, wow. um, Please, please tell me how you believe that this should be Balderdash's motto. Well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I shouldn't probably tell you this, but I think you need to hear why I came up with this and just don't. Don't tell the headmaster, okay? Uh, uh, well, I, I, I don't want to make any promises, but I will let you know that I'm always here for you. So I, I'm part of the um, the Ghost Hunters Club. Sure. Baldur Dash Academy. And, um, and last uh, Saturday night, we broke into the school so that we could see if that ghost is real. And w- which ghost are you referring to? Uh, the ghost. <laughs> Taylor Johnson. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. Well, it was that that horrible gymnastics accident that killed him. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't tragic. make it over the um the, the thing you you jump on the trampoline and you vault over the, the vault the horse. thing. Yeah, horse. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He made it over, but then he hit his head and, and you know, it didn't and go you know, so well. it, Can we just have a moment of silence for TJ? Oh, sure. Thanks. Okay, so Ooh, after yeah. exploring the abandoned building, he started to believe in ghosts. So you are using, you're really, you're really um, pivoting this off the history of Balderdash Academy then. So anyway, so the, 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 the club, we broke in. I'm sorry, we broke in. We didn't break. Mm-hmm. In, we didn't break anything. I'm using air quotes. We didn't break anything, <laughs> right? But um, we went down to the gym, and uh, we didn't turn on any lights because we didn't want to raise any suspicions by you know people next door. Um, Better then, to hunt um, ghosts that way too. I bet <laughs> <laughs> they don't like light. Um, so uh, anyway, we went down to the gym and we found where the the, the horsey thing we believe it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we got all of our equipment out. Um, and uh, Jimmy had this app on his phone, and I don't know how it works, but it detected some activity. Wow. Uh, anyway, so uh, after after all of that, we saw Taylor. We saw him. You did. Yeah. So after wow. after all that that work that we did, mm-hmm. how could I not believe in ghosts? He was right there in front of me. Sure. Sure. And so you feel that bringing in that experience and the history of what happened to TJ, God rest his elastic soul, is that, mm -hmm, is that this is the best motto, but how is this going to position us against our competition across the lake? Well, I don't think they've had any tragic accidents at their school. 
Oh, that's that's probably. But true. they don't have any ghosts. We gotta. We've won up them on that. Yeah. Well, that you know what that is that is bright thinking. That is bright thinking. Really taking our advantage. Me. Yes, and using it. Okay, and and mascot wise, what do you what do you think? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe uh, uh, the the headless horseman type of. We could oh. do a little twist on that. Maybe you know, <laughs> since it was the horse. And he, he hit his head and it didn't go so well. Oh, um, I see what you've done. <laughs> I yeah. see that. That's creative. Creative yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like a yeah. crusader with a headless horseman. Okay, so going really dark and scary. Yeah. Okay. That's that's great. Know. Thank it's you so much for your... It's got nothing to do with your... the dasher, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for your submission. We will definitely review this and take it to heart. Thank you, Miss McGill. You're the best. Okay, thanks so much. Wow, I'm glad this is the first round of submissions. We All Have a Story is a podcast dedicated to learning more about the folks around us, one person at a time. We'll chat with accountants, bus drivers, entertainers, novelists, beekeepers, piano tuners, booksellers, artists, and more. Check out We All Have a Story using your favorite podcast app or service. Coach, Professor Hunt, Professor McGill, Professor uh, Stuart Harmon, Professor Green, I am glad you are all here. I I need more advice. Uh, I came across a great story. It is Maine-related. It's about a, a soldier in the early part of the 20th century. Wow. Uh, who became a bank robber um, out west. So uh, the gentleman's name in question was Elmer J. McCurdy. And Elmer McCurdy was born in Washington, Maine. Um, he died in Oklahoma. So what happened is he, he was born in Maine. He joined the army. He was honorably discharged from the army, uh, he was assigned in uh, Fort Leavenworth as a machine gun operator. Um, again, he was he was on honorably discharged from the Quartermaster Corps in 1910. Uh, from there, he made his way to Kansas, where he met another army friend. So, shortly after, uh, he went to Kansas in November. Uh, November 7th, on November 19th, he and his friend were arrested for possessing burglary paraphernalia. Hmm. So they they had uh, hacksaws, funnels, nitroglycerin, which he used in the army, and uh, money sacks. It, it looked bad. Uh, even with looking bad, in January at his trial, he was found not guilty. So they released him. And that's when his career as a bank robber actually started. Wow. So he uh, he robbed some banks eventually in October of 1911. So this was only 10 months after he was found not guilty. Uh, he was on a train robbery or planned to rob the Katy train uh, after hearing it contained cash. Um, 
However, uh, McCurdy's men stopped the wrong train. They stopped a passenger train. They didn't stop the money train. Uh, so they managed <laughs> to steal about $50. I think it was $46 in total. Um, a little bit of whiskey, a revolver, a watch. And uh, the newspaper called it one of the smallest robberies in the history of train robbery. And uh, McCurdy was really disappointed. Um, so he began drinking the whiskey that he stole. And, uh, but this time he also was ill with tuberculosis. Uh, he developed it working in the mines in a mild case of pneumonia. He had trichinosis because earliest 20th century, you get trichinosis from looking at a pig wrong. Um, <laughs> so he stayed up drinking with some of the ranch hands and, uh, fell asleep in the hayloft in the morning. Now, unbeknownst to him, uh, he'd been implicated in the robbery and there was a $2,000 reward for his capture. So early the next morning, a posse of three sheriffs showed up using bloodhounds, tracked him. They surrounded the hay shed, waited for daylight. And uh, about seven o'clock, they were standing around waiting for him to come out. When somebody fired a gun. Mm. So it missed the sheriff, but they're not going to sit there and be fired upon. So they returned fire. Eventually, he was killed. That's not the end of his story. All right. So we're going to move 60 some odd years later to the $6 million man. So the $6 million man was filming uh, scenes for their episode called Carnival of Spies. So they needed a prop. Uh, so during the shoot, prop man brought in a mannequin and hung the mannequin from the gallows. Now this mannequin was on display. They got it from a carnival that had this mannequin hanging in the funhouse uh, for decades. Well, halfway through filming of the $6 million man, they broke the mannequin. And saw his bones sticking out of the broken arm. <gasps> oh. Oh my goodness. It was McCurdy. No. So. Macabre. McCurdy is macabre. So. Um, McCurdy macabre. Apparently what happened is McCurdy was hung as he, he was purchased. He was um, shown around the West as an outlaw. He was embalmed and the embalming was so good that it mummified him. So he was purchased as a freak. Oh my God. In a freak show. Eventually people forgot it was a real person. They thought he was fake. No. They thought he was a wax dummy. They ended up painting, repainting the wax dummy. Oh. And hung him in the, in the, uh, in the fun house. So he got hung multiple times. Multiple times. Multiple times. Um, so now here's the problem. This is a really macabre story, but it's a story with an interesting twist. And I think the kids, my students are going to love it. But I need to know what would be the better angle to display this. Should I present the early part of his story? Or would his discovery during the 1970s show The Six Million Dollar Man be the better angle. 
And that's where you come in. I was hoping that you could show me which side would be the better way to present it. His early life, or do you think it would work better doing the discovery from the 1970s on? I have no idea. It's such a bizarre story. Yeah. Perfect for Halloween, though. Good Ooh, good lesson plans. Well, well, Headmaster, I think you'd be remiss if you weren't mm. um, explaining the entire story of this notorious mm. robber from beginning to end. You know, I think it's your responsibility that they hear both parts of this this tragic and horrific tale um mm. and and i think that i think that me and your and, and these wonderful fellow faculty members we could probably help you bring that to life for them that's fantastic Let, let's see it cut to 1911 oh oh elmer i I just don't want you to go to trial. I just, I believe that you're innocent and, and as the love of my life, I just don't want you to go to trial. I don't want to go to trial either, but I'm innocent. And, and by golly, I'm going to beat this. Well, honey, I do have a couple of questions about all of those money bags and and the nitroglycerin that you have on your person. <laughs> My dear, I have excellent answers for all your questions. So hit me with your best shot. Well, they seem like robbery materials. And, and I know you and I know of your innocence, but... These things do seem to prove that you are guilty. I know, right? I mean, but they're not. It, it, it all goes back to when I was in the army. That's what I did in the army. I worked with nitroglycerin. I, I, I'd rather not talk about you being discharged, even though it was honorable. I still am ashamed. Uh, excuse me, uh, Elmer. Um, they're ready for you on the stand. You must be our marriage therapist. All right, I'm going to go yes, to court. Yes, I'm your marriage therapist. And I'm just telling you, uh, it's not going to work out, but they're ready for you in the court. <laughs> I'm getting that. I was honorably discharged and that yeah, causes your shame. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I'll be your husband number two. Okay. Have fun with number three. Let's go to court. Hear ye. Hear ye. All rise for the honorable Judge Jedediah. Please be seated. <laughs> <laughs> the judge has asked y'all to be seated. All right, Mr. McCurdy. That's me. I have to say, I have read some of the notes about this case, and uh, it really doesn't look good for you. I know. This case doesn't look good for him. Thank you, Bailiff. You're welcome. Uh, Your Honor, I'd like to cross-examine uh, Mr. McCurdy. McCurdy. Well, we haven't had the original examiner, but if you want to start with a cross-examination, that's fine with me. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I would. <clears throat> now, uh, Mr. McCurdy, with a U, um, were you not in the possession of several containers of nitroglycerin? Is it, Can I ask that in that question, or do I have to phrase that differently? I think that's okay. Is, is that acceptable, Judge? Absolutely. Okay, great. Please answer the question. Yes. Okay. Uh, did you also have in your possession several 
bags of like ready for money, just 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 large bags ready to fill with bills. They were bags. They had nothing in them. Interesting. That's that's all the questions I have, Your Honor. It's all, all the right. questions he has. Thank you, thank you, Bailiff. You don't have to do that every time, but uh, I appreciate it. Okay, here for you, Judge. And look, uh, I have examined the facts in this case, as I mentioned. Uh, you have waived your right to a jury trial, so uh, I think I'm just going to go ahead and uh, uh, and 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 make my my judgment. He's got. Oh, sorry, Judge. <laughs> go go ahead. He's going to make his judgment. I appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, I believe that all this is uh, circumstantial evidence. I find you not guilty. Thank you. Get out of my courthouse. Oh my god, did you hear about the smallest train robbery oh, in the world? Wait, has that already happened in the time? It really wasn't even that big a deal. They only got $46. Where's my watch? Jump to the passenger train. Oh, my darling, my darling. I'm so glad to be going on this passenger chain with you. We've been dreaming about this and saving up to go west for so long. Yes, but aren't you concerned, my darling, about the chances of armed robbery upon this train? Oh, darling, don't be so silly. This is perfectly safe. If they're going for any train, they'd be going for a money train. (laughs) (laughs) You're my money train. Whiskey. Oh, I'll have a whiskey, please. I've got your whiskey. Darling, shall we have a whiskey? I'll I'll have a couple if you sit down with me. Is that a fresh shaved ice cube? Yes. <laughs> or is this one of those machine-generated ice cubes? Oh, oh dear, don't say that, honey. Oh, this oh, train's not quite fancy enough to have a This ice is a stick-up. Oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Ah, ah. Um, take the whiskey. Take the whiskey. Here's my watch. Just take it. Okay. I have oh. one dollar. This, I'll take that. That's fine. I, I have forty-two dollars. Forty-two. Yeah. Oh, I've got four. Okay. Four? I have a oh, revolver in my shoe. Re- revolver. Are those? Are those Doc Martens? Yes. I'll take the. I'll take those two. God damn it! And the revolver. This is super easy. Thank you. You look vaguely familiar. I must say. Uh, I used to be in the military, and oh. uh, I um, was never in court. So, guys, in the basket <laughs> bag, basket bag. It's a picnic oh. basket, but it I don't has think a... I could fit in there. Um, Not you. He doesn't think he could fit I already, in there. I already have your watch. Bailiff? You're cute. That's why you Mr. know me. Mr. McCurdy! No! It's you. You really yes. did rob that place with all those nitroglycerin and bags. You know, guys, I feel really bad I'm holding you up. I'm just going to let you go, and I'm going to hop off. I have my horse right here. I'm just going to hop off. You guys oh. keep going to your destination. Thank you. <laughs> Judge, thanks for the watch. Bailiff. One dollar. Bailiff, buyer. significant <laughs> other. Enjoy your trip. Uh, thank you so enjoy much. I, could you thank at least you. give me like a couple bucks back so I can buy another whiskey? Oh, please. Uh, please whiskey, couple... whiskey girl, can you give him a, a whiskey on me? Oh, on the uh, house, maybe? Oh, yeah, on the yeah, train? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I think we're <laughs> right. all going to need a whiskey. And you know what? Thank you. You know, in the grand scheme of robberies, this, mm. this went pretty well, I'd say. This was this, this did not go a well. Deal. This not too bad. Yeah, this did go thank well. you. You are a kind man, McCurdy. 
Here, have some whiskey. Take some of whiskey with you. Billy, it was the wrong... It was the wrong train. You, you done... Done messed up, Billy. What? No. That's the wrong train? What? Damn it, Billy. I, I got Doc Martin for you, though. Yeah, yeah they're yours. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Welcome to Dina's Tavern, the finest booze in all the land served right here, all for the saddest people around. Ooh, the finest boobs! Woo! I said booze, sir. I said oh, booze. booze. Higgins, uh, look, there's a $2,000 reward on this man's head. And I think uh, between the two of us and maybe we call in uh, Johnson and, and Fredrickson and, and Peterson and we, we got a, ourselves a little posse and uh, I think we go and we wrangle up ourselves a $2,000 report. What do you say, Higgins? Oh, sorry, oh, Higginson. I think that's such a good idea. Okay, so I, think, I think it's really great. I just, is there a hayloft up there? There is, yeah. Oh. Do you want to take a quick snooze and then sleep off the whiskey there, Higginson? I'm sorry, okay. the hayloft is currently taken because it is actually occupied by somebody who just passed out real hard earlier today. They passed uh-huh. right out in that hayloft, and you know what? They they seem to have a bit of a cough. You know, that I'm oh, always dear. worried about the... the <laughs> oh, see, yeah, you can hear it all the Ow. way from the hayloft. There, that, that man is a sick man. Higginson, does that cough sound familiar to you? Remember the cough on the Wanda poster? <laughs> I, I remember. Does that sound familiar? That sounds a little familiar. All right, let's go check out that coffin man. Uh, I, I prefer, actually, officers, I, I know that it's only 3 a.m., but I really prefer that you wait until daylight at 7 a.m., please. Is that... Is that what we're supposed to do? Hey, boss, why don't you go to go round up, go surround a place, wait him wake up? He would just go in and take him. I agree with Bill Bob. That that sounds a, that's a sound plan, Bill Bob. Yard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ma'am, we're gonna have to just go up into that hayloft there. Sorry, ma'am. All right, well, it if it's a had. matter of the law, I will not stand in between you. Thank you. Let me just go early in the morning. I think maybe I could bring some sausage. It hasn't been cooked quite enough. Well, I'll eat that on the on the road. Okay. Okay. I hope I don't get trichinosis or anything. <laughs> Y'all like you like you eat. You go chew that down. Get a bunch of gold squirts. That's right, Bill Bob. Don't look at a pig the wrong way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cut to the next morning. (laughs) All right. Well, let me unsheath my gun here and uh, hopefully it doesn't misfire. (laughs) Yo, somebody go shoot us there, boss. Go bang, bang over my head, though. That's right, Bill Bob. It might go bang, bang. Oh, no. Did y'all hear that? There were several gunfire shots. From the hayloft? Can anybody hear me? Is 
Get down. Get down, ma'am. Get down, ma'am. We're a man of the law. We're gonna take care of this. <laughs> sheriff, Sheriff, we'll get our bloodhound, our trusty bloodhounds to go sniff it out. Oh, we got... <laughs> hey, Bill Bob, you got that bloodhound? <laughs> there they are. There they are. Good boys. Good boys. Go get them. Here's the sausage. Occupied. <laughs> Occupied. There's somebody in here. Sheriff. Sheriff, it's you. Sheriff. <laughs> Sheriff, nope, what do I do? Trying to sleep off. <laughs> Sheriff! Oh, am I the sheriff? <laughs> what oh, do I do? Shit, I, I, sorry, it was a recent uh, promotion. I forgot. I was the assistant to the regional sheriff for a while there, but uh, I'm now the sheriff. That's me. Um, you know what? Let's get our money. Cut to 1976. This is a really, really scary movie set, but I'm so glad that you got us on this tour. I'm I'm so excited to, to see all of these amazing props and, and how the set looks. Thank you so much for bringing me here. Hey, 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 kid, 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 don't touch the props, all right? Don't, don't touch but the it, props. But it looks so real. It's not, that it's... Movie magic, love, movie magic. All right, move along. <sighs> All right, Darling, be we're uh, setting up the next scene for uh, Bicentennial Man, uh, $6 million man, whatever the hell we're doing here. Let's just uh, get it going. We're losing light. <laughs> Action! Hi there, folks. I'm the $6 million man. And don't forget, if you want to be like me... Shit. Ah. Hey, hey, hey! Can I try that again? Mommy, are those bones? Oh, darling, look away. Look away, darling. Mommy, oh I think God. those are real human bones. Oh, Darling, did the, I not this, say look away? Kid shouldn't see this. Um, this is not a prop. All right, prop master, who, where did you get this from? Well, I procured that mannequin from a trade show <laughs> of, that was featuring the pro, the 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 real life wax creations of real life people. I think this is more than wax, Prop Master General. Oh, it's wax, I assure you. See, the many layers of... Oh, oh, Max, is, mm. it's, it's just rubbing right off. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the, the, uh, the, 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 the on-screen scientist. I'm just going to take a quick look here. And uh, if I do this and I touch this and I do use my wicked magic here and... Oh, dear! Dear, 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 dear. This is bad. This is really bad. Guys. What is it, scientist? Yes. <laughs> this is human remains. Human? Oh I was assured that it was wax. Mm-mm. Got a heck human. of a deal on this. <laughs> People pay big bucks to get real human remains. Jeez. Okay. Now, we need to get this DNA tested because. I got that kit right here. Wouldn't it? If this turned out to be this McCurdy guy who died in this same loft, that would be ironic by Alanis Morissette's definition. <laughs> the results just came in while I was listening mm-hmm. to that song. It's a banger. Uh, yeah, it is. Walk down the aisle to that song. It is Elmer McCurdy. <laughs> Elmer! Son of a gas tank. Oh, my God. <gasps> Gasp! Well, I, for one, am... Alarmed. Wow, that... Wow. 
I I saw so many layers in that that I didn't see reading that history. I think it really helps paint the human experience there, Headmaster. Yes, paint down, the human experience the of the wax-covered painted human. Mm. It's like Paris Hilton in House of Wax. Mm. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. I know exactly how to present this to my students around Halloween. You're welcome. Balderdash Academy's Teacher's Lounge was produced and edited by Bob LeBlanc. Theme music by Think Fish Tank. Performed and written by Steve Corning, Carla Rose Dubois, Nate Green, Randy Hunt, Bob LeBlanc, Molly McGill, and Marie Stewart Harmon. Copyright 2020, Robert J. LeBlanc and Steve Corning. All rights reserved. Pop in your AirPods and swing into part one of episode 11, featuring visiting professor Jack Malosh. Join us as we get into what could have been with Marvel's famous Spider-Man, from epic karaoke battles to rocking out with no doubt. Oh, and bring your aunts. I don't know why.